Hey yo, welcome to Kiki's Corner, where biblical principles meet culture. Hello everyone, my name is Kiki Francois. I am your host. This is my corner of the world where I get the opportunity to be holy as Christ has called me to be holy and cultivate a space for others to join in. Welcome to season two of Kiki's Corner. I'm coming to you straight from quarantine. Yes, I am at my home. Um, If you are new to the show, welcome. Um, Please go and stream season one of Kiki's Corner on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and Overcast. Um, There are six episodes included in season one. I talked about critical controversial issues that our current generation faces from sex to imposter syndrome. And trust me, you won't want to miss out on that. So head on over to uh, season one for a recap. And also thank you all Um, to all the listeners who tuned in to season one, we had so much fun and there were important conversations that sparked from this podcast. So thank you. But once again, welcome to season two of Kiki's Corner. We have an awesome lineup for you all this season. I am so excited for the guests that will be featured on the show and the topics that will be discussed. Um, I have three reminders for you all when we will introduce our first guest of season two and get into the title of this episode. Number one, Romans 12, 2 guides everything we do on this show. And it reads like this. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Now, the subheading of this show is where biblical principles meet culture. And like I said on season one, we are not trying to dismantle or label culture as a bad thing, but we are trying to honor God with our culture. Um, This is a glorified Bible study about ethics and how do we live, but not just information. This is application. And I am after a countercultural lifestyle in Christ. Number two, the structure of this show. On this show, we're going to take an issue in culture that is controversial, where people are kind of divided and don't know what to do or how to act in word, deed, or thought. And the ethical issue could be political, social, theological, psychological, and or physical. But um, what we're going to do here is we're going to take a look at how the world responds to the issue. And as Christians, we know that we are in this world, but we are not of this world, but we know that we have a home um, in heaven, but we still have to navigate the troubled waters here on earth. So we're going to go back to the basic instructions before leaving earth, the Bible, and allow the spirit to move us to discern what is good and pleasing. And lastly, the show will always end with prayer. As I've said before, I believe in the, I believe in prayer. I believe that there's power in prayer. I believe that mountains are moved um, in prayer. And so the last reminder, the third reminder that I have for you all is, who am I? What gives me authority to have a podcast or a glorified Bible study about ethics and how do we live well? Well, number one, I am a Christ follower. 
baseline. That that's that's the biggest thing. I'm a Christ follower. I got saved at the age of 16 and I've been running for Jesus ever since. Um and also a little bit about my background. I recently graduated from Wheaton College in May of 2019 with a degree in communication with a concentration in rhetoric and culture. And I am currently pursuing my Masters of Divinity at Candler School of Theology at Emory University. My research includes Christian ethics, public policy, and the experience of the African American woman. Um, I am a writer, poet, rhetorician, and theoactivist. And that last word there, theoactivist, I self-coined after writing my first graduate school paper. Um, and a theoactivist really is a social justice warrior waiting for divine justice, but also working for human justice. And I'm currently doing my research on the practical side of that as I interact with um, different organizations that um, who protect those who are vulnerable, um, the most vulnerable. Um, and so, yeah, I'm passionate about God, his people in the world. So once again, welcome to season two of Kiki's Corner, coming straight to you from, uh, from quarantine um, in my home. Um, and speaking of quarantine, I am home with my parents um, after my first year of grad school. And the title of this episode is The New Normal. And I have brought someone on this show who has known me for my entire life. And I consider myself a carbon copy of her. Um, drum roll, please. My mother, Pastor Delia Francois. And if you get confused by who's talking, well, it's because we're basically the same person. All I'm saying is that you've never seen us in the same room. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, I am so honored to feature my mother here on the show. She is so wise, kind, God-fearing, and, and has a work ethic that's unmatched. Um, just a little bit of background about my mother, Pastor Delia Francois. She is the head pastor of International Worship Center in Orlando, Florida. She is an entrepreneur and owner of Women Wealth Network, where she helps women uh, grow their business. She has her own day in Miami, Florida. It's called Delia Francois Day on June 2nd. She has her own radio show called Women Wealth Network on Blog Talk Radio. She founded Day Springs Communication. She is a realtor and a notary in the state of Florida. Um, she has also been featured on TBN. Yes, that is Trinity Broadcasting Network. And she currently has a book out called The One Day Business Plan. Ladies and gentlemen, my mother and best friend, Delia Francois. Why, thank you, Kiki. That is wonderful. I'm listening to her, but I call you Kimani. You know that. So um, I am honored to be here. Thank you for having me. Wow, that's a lot of titles there, <laughs> but it's okay. I've done a lot of things in life and they've, they've been pretty awesome. So, and you are too, you're awesome. And uh, we are at your show where biblical principles meet culture. This is awesome because uh, this is a topic that you and I talk about a lot. So I'm ready when I'm ready for you to ask me the question and let's get to it. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. Oh, so good just to have my mom here. Um, so today we are going to talk about the new normal that we face in the middle of a pandemic. And what are the biblical principles that we need not to make it over COVID-19, but to make it through COVID-19 on the other side? Um, for those of you who don't know, COVID-19 is caused by the coronavirus called SARS-CoV-2. 
and older adults and people who have severe underlying medical conditions like heart or lung disease or diabetes seem to be at a higher risk for developing more serious complications from COVID-19 illness. So there are 1.61 million cases of corona um, in the United States, and the death count is currently 96,329 people in the U.S. alone. Now that is significant, and we are left here wondering how do we carry all of the suffering of death and the pain from the loss of jobs, graduation, internship, community, uh, homes, and even for some in isolation, human touch. Um, well, specifically, uh, I'm, I'm going to hit on three main points. Of course, this is not all, but education and um, healthcare and churches. Like, so for, for once, I had to come home from Emory to finish up my courses online for the last two months of my first year of seminary. And many students um, who are in their final year of completion lost their graduation, proms, events, and end of the end of the year celebration. And so, you know, we're kind of left here, you know, you, 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 you get excited when you get a chance to finish something, complete something that you've been waiting so long um, to do. And now it's just been ripped. And you're like, I don't know how to react to this. Like this is, you know, I've had people text me saying like, I'm, I'm in despair. I, I don't know what to think, or I'm shocked. I didn't know this was going to happen. Um, and then also for those who are still in school and pursuing either, you know, a diploma or a degree or a certificate, you know, we don't know how things are going to uh, be in the next few months, whether we'll return to campus. So, um, Cambridge University just went online for a whole year and won't resume classes until mid 2021. And some, you know, Christian liberal arts, uh, colleges are coming back in the fall. So you see a mixture of responses of what people are doing and how they're managing um, COVID-19 and, and what they're doing. Um, also within the healthcare, their uh, healthcare system, there are so many disparities in the health healthcare system from doctors, nurses, and admin staff who are overwhelmed, underpaid, and overworked. And some are dying from corona. So they are still trying to find a cure and a vaccine and work in damage control at the same time. Um, and now you can't even go to the doctor's office for a checkup for underlying conditions because of the fear of getting coronavirus. And lastly, for churches, um, churches now online uh, streaming services. So pastors, deacons, clergy, and members are trying to figure out a way of how to take care of their congregation from afar. And specifically in the African-American a tradition, African-American clergy, ABC News identified at least 33 African-American bishops, reverends, and pastors who led various denominations around the country who have died from the coronavirus. And according to the um, analysis of the news reports, there are seven in Michigan, uh, seven in Louisiana, six in New York, three in Illinois, two in Mississippi, two in Georgia, two in New Jersey, one in Virginia, one in Tennessee, and one in Alabama, and one in Missouri. And like I said before, um, I said this on an earlier podcast that I had to record for one of my classes. I said, there are little fires everywhere. And it seems like when you try to put one out, there's another one that springs up. Can you feel the weight, the tension, the pressure of just those three entities? And I haven't even mentioned the homeless population, refugees, race in America, 
haven't even mentioned or touched those things. So that leaves me to say like, this is the issue. This is what's actually going on. So what is the world doing? How is the world responding to this new normal or COVID-19? One, they're not taking it seriously. Some are not taking it seriously. So people who are not taking the necessary precautions to protect themselves and those around them. Two, fear of the unknown of what is to come of life after COVID-19. So with those fears, you get depression and anxiety that attaches to them because they don't know, hey, I'm already in isolation and I don't know what the future holds. How am I supposed to respond? Three, cynicism or people are being cynical about it. Four, there's a moral decline in leadership domestically and globally. And five, some people are just, they're just in despair. They're just... They don't know what to do. So, you know, mom or Pastor Delia, Pastor Francois, from your observations, how do you see the world responding to this new normal to COVID-19? What are the people of the world doing? That's a great question. Thank you so much. Uh, Well, like you said earlier, with neglect, fear, lack of leadership, cynicism, you know, there are a lot of things that are going on right now. Despair. People have lost hope. So one of the things that we see the world doing is they're panicking. Thus a pandemic. <laughs> so it's not just a pandemic because of a virus but it's a mental pandemic. It's a social pandemic. (laughs) It is a pandemic. It's an economical pandemic. So where everybody's focusing on COVID-19, we have about five to six pandemics going on at the same time. So what I think is going on is that the world is being the world. Sometimes it's complex. Sometimes it's wise, sometimes it's unwise, uh, resistant, compliant. It's being its old self. I think that we are dealing with people with free will. So I like to call it, you know, to sum it up, I like to call it an operation of free wills. People making choices and decisions based on uh, what's happening and evidence that we have before us right now. So, yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much, Pastor Francois. Um, So we're going to pivot and get into the next question or our main question um, for today's episode of New Normal. Um, What are some biblical principles that we can apply uh, to getting through um, this coronavirus? What are some ways in which we can live ethically during this season of hardship? Well, you know, that's a really good question question as well, because one of the things we have to remember is that God is always in control. And even though it doesn't seem like it, he is still in control, even if things are going wrong. And I like to focus on that main scripture that a lot of people are using, Second Chronicles 7 and 14. It's an amazing promise. And it's if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray 
and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sins and heal their land. So if you listen to it closely, you'll be able to follow steps of this wonderful promise. Step one being God is speaking very clearly when he says, if my people call by my name, meaning you, you know, if you know him, you are his, you have a history and a future. There's a familyhood established. You have, you know, accepted him, uh, his people that are called by, you know, his name and it's good if you know God. Most importantly, it's good if he knows you. So that would be step one, knowing who God is. And that's what be one of the ways I would deal with the new normal. Um, and during this time of pandemic, step two is humble yourself. Now I know a lot of people are saying, if I humble myself, you know, anymore, I won't have anything left to offer. But I'm not just asking about material things, but I'm also wanting to focus on recognizing who God is, not just knowing what he does for you and others, but more of a sense of realizing who he is to you and what is your God assignment on earth. Everything lately has been a lot about ourselves, very self-interest, like you said earlier, cynical. Um MySpace, Facebook, Insta, I mean, those things are not cynical, but your focus has to be redirected. And I think this is a time for focus. It's not all about what's in it for me. Um, it's about what's in it for God. And we need to know what is our central ingredients for life and uh, life purposes. Step three, you know, pray and seek my faith. You know, these are the answers and avenues that we should be going down. Pray and not only pray, but pray a lot for guidance and decision. You know, the word is a light into your path. Pray, read your word. During this time of pandemic, uh, we can share the word with each other. Uh, we are reminded always that his word is true. And one of the things God told me was when before this started, pre-pandemic, pandemic, excuse me, uh, that, you know, to walk with him, walk with him, walk in the spirit and uh, live in the spirit, be guided by the spirit, his spirit. And so that's one of the things I've been focusing on during the pandemic because he told me to do that. And he's telling us to do that all the time. And he reminds us in his word, he reminds us that we are a spirit in a human body and not vice versa. So praying and seeking him mm. constantly is a way and out of this situation. Remember, man ought to always pray. So uh, the next step four would be turn from your wicked ways. Jeremiah 17, nine, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Would God say he knows it? He knows it. So sitting down, giving ourselves a heart check is so important. You know, it gives us an opportunity to reflect and to find out the things that we need to know more about our assignment and why we are here. Purpose. This is what it does. God, where am I? Instead of just pouting, saying, God, where am I on, you know, your plan? Where's my position? What's my GPS? Your God positioning system for me. You know, those are the things uh, by just knowing 
God more and knowing our heart. Number five, uh, and lastly, number five, then I will hear from heaven and forgive their sins and heal their land. You know, so while every day is about the pandemic and how we're going to survive it, and what are we going to do now? We will know that there is an answer through his word. And when I see this scripture, it reflects that. It reflects that answer. So those are some of the principles that I use, you know, in, um, you know, knowing what to do during this, you know, during this panicking time. So, yeah. Thank you so much. That's amazing. Awesome. Um, just so full of wisdom. I know y'all hear it. Um, my second question would be, um, what is your word to our generation? Um, you know, and how, how are we going to get through this? Like you said, you just mentioned some biblical principles, but what is a word or something that we can keep for millennials and generation Z, you know, to say, Hey, this is, (laughs) you know, this, this, this is how you get through this pandemic, or this is what I've done. Um, here's a gift or, or a token to you. Okay. Well, I like to reflect on Ecclesiastes 1, you know, where it talks about various things, uh, uh, times and seasons. You know, that's Ecclesiastes, that's the third, I believe. But most of all, um, I'm going to say this, the Bible has these new normal answers and the word of God can answer you with an old age experience. And that is the truth, that there is nothing under the sun that's new. (laughs) <laughs> the word of God says that the things that has been, it is that which shall be. And that which is done is that which shall be done. And there is nothing, no new thing under the sun. Okay. So when we come to that point and realize, hey, this has been here before. Now it is new to you because you're a younger generation and you've never dealt with these things before. So it's new, but for the rest of us, we're just adjusting to another new change. And those are the things that I would say. So you have to keep the faith. You have to endure. You can make it. You are not alone. These are the things that was told to us. And we can share that with you all today, that you will make it through if you trust in God, if you believe, and even if you don't, God's still going to take a whole lot of us through. So, <laughs> you know, it goes both ways. He shine on the just. He does. He sign. He the sun shines on the just as well as the unjust. So, yeah. Thank you so much. And I think my my last question, just to to wrap up the show, you've been amazing. Thank you so much, Pastor Francois. Um, how do we maintain hope? Um, in these um, in this season that feels like winter, <laughs> how do we maintain hope? Um, you know, in God, in each other, and in ourselves. All right, yeah, that's a good question. How do we maintain hope? Well, remember, um, I'm going to tell you how to do it right now. You have to do it through being justified by your faith. Mm. You have to know who God is. The word of God says in Romans, the fifth chapter, therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith. Your faith is very important. Don't lose hope 
Okay. It's because your faith is what's going to take you. It's your vehicle. It's your verb. It's the action yes. that is going to take you to the next level. You know, the grace, the Bible says the grace uh, wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. So that faith is through grace is going to land you right at the place of hope, the hope of glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations. It it doesn't always have to be a happy time. Sometimes it's going to be some tough times. Sometimes it's going to be some rough times. We glory in tribulations because we know what? Tribulation worketh patience. Mm. Wow. And patience experience and experience hope. And hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. So I would say, pray, wait, and trust. And this will give you hope. Pastor Francois, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> just amazing. Just you got, do you see? where I carbon copy I'm 2.0 I'm just the next generation she is amazing she's giving me so much I I don't even know what to say to that I don't even know how we end this I don't I don't even know actually I do um we're gonna end this in prayer um but thank you so much for coming on the show I really absolutely thank you for having me yes thank you so much mom pastor Francois for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Um, thank you for being my first guest on Kiki's Corner, where biblical principles meet culture. Amazing. I'm so grateful um, to just have you on here. And and I hope you all can tell who's who. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, just a reminder um, of, of all the things that, that were said, um, you know, hope, you know, have, make sure you have your faith um, and, and don't forget who God is. Trust in him. He cares for you. He loves you. And he knew this would happen before the beginning of time. And so he got you um, and, and he knows who you are and he loves you. And um, he's going to take care of you through this pandemic and we're going to get through it together. Um, so I'm going to pray and that will be our show. Um, any last words, Pastor Francois? I thank you for having me. I I'm your first guest for this season. So that's a big deal. Ever, Uh, ever, ever. ever. Oh, wow. That's even more (laughs) exciting. Uh, And it's an honor. Uh, And I've always told you this. It's an honor to be your mother. And um, I really do see you in the future. Yes. (laughs) You know, don't get me to start singing. You know that. So (laughs) there you go. Thank you. (laughs) All righty. Let's bow our heads. Heavenly Father, um, as we come to you, Lord, you remind us over and over in your word that you are always with us. You tell us not to fear and you draw us close into your presence. You're the only place we find refuge in the storm that surrounds us right now, Lord. You're the only place we can find peace and strength. So we ask you for your words of truth and power to strengthen us in our inner beings and to lift our lives and our hearts to you. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you that you know the way we take and you have a plan. We look to you today, our Lord and Savior. It's your face we seek. It's in your holy name, Lord, we pray. Amen.
If you like what you heard, please follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Kiki's Corner Podcast. That's Kiki's Corner with an S podcast. Check out my website, kikifrancois.com, for bookings, content, and past episodes from this show. I update the website weekly, and I'm constantly on Instagram. Y'all should just call me the late night preacher. Um, (laughs) If you would like to be featured on this show, please DM me on my Instagram or email me at kikiscornerpodcast at gmail.com. That is all that I have for y'all. Y'all have a beautiful week. Peace.